The South Congress podcast is a lifestyle show that sometimes crosses over into mature territory. The views expressed are those of the hosts and guests who come from different backgrounds and experiences. Listener discretion is advised. It's the South Congress podcast, episode 124. My name is Cameron. And I'm Tristan. So we're doing this a couple of days removed from Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, I made uh, I made it a point to say that after today, so this is Sunday, after Thanksgiving, um, the leftovers are done. It's a wrap. Yeah, throw them out. They're all going out tomorrow, if not tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you got to have rules, right? I just ate my, the last of the leftovers mom gave me today. What did you eat today? Uh, for dinner is uh, just turkey, mashed potatoes, and mac and cheese. And a side for dessert, I had some of your mom's homemade Seven Up pound cake, baby. Yeah, the absolutely good stuff. Oh yeah, I um, amazing. What? So since Friday, mm-hmm. I want to say I've been eating like, every day for lunch. Mm-hmm. It was a toasted ham sandwich oh, from yeah. the leftover ham from Thanksgiving. And you took a so nap like, after that, didn't you? <laughs> it was ham. Uh, what like ham, lettuce, and tomato? Oh, you. Um, you're in a coma. Yeah, man. I had to. I had to. You know. Had to make it sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd have like the normal leftovers, like the turkey and the ham and stuff for uh, like for dinner every night. So this is like I think the first time I spent any money on food for like the weekend mm-hmm. was like literally tonight. Yeah. Only because I thought I ran out of ham. My dumb ass. The ham was in the damn uh in the air fryer. I was like, oh, this is the ham I didn't eat with the sandwich. So, yeah, it was still there. But that's about where I've been. So, yeah. Um, that's awesome. So, how was your, your Thanksgiving? It was okay. It was just me, my mom, my dad. You know, uh, my sister, she got like 8 million kids. So, they did their thing at their house. And, um, you know, just because, like, she's just like, and, you know, like, you know, she's rightfully so. You know, she's kind of nervous. Like, oh, my God. Because, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm in school still. You know, our, our district's the only district, or it seems like one of the only districts that is not going remote this whole week coming up, uh, whereas, like, Austin ISD, they're going remote. My cousin who teaches in Dallas ISD, they're going remote. Uh, Poteet, right outside of San Antonio with, with the damn little uh, flea market, they're going remote. Poteet going remote is crazy because Poteet... Got, like, 10 kids. Like, if you guys don't know, um, like, if you're not from, like, Central or South Texas, you don't know about Poteet. But Poteet has the annual strawberry festival. Mm -hmm. So, like, their economy is built on people coming into town and showing up. Yeah. So, if they're like, nah, we're shutting this shit down, (laughs) that should tell you what you need to know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, you know, we're we're still going in person. And, you know, so so my sister and my mom and dad, they're still working stuff. And, you know, they're still in the, you know, in their place still working and whatnot. So, my sister is like, nah. So, we're like, okay. So, you know, just three of us and... We had food, and then I came up here, and I picked up, you know, um, the care pack, the big care package that your mom had set mm-hmm. aside. And I just came up here, and, you know, because we had that game on Friday that I was like, why the hell are we here for this shit? This sucks, you know, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Because, yeah, it's our disappointing season again for the fourth year in a row. So, you know, it is what it is. So, uh, me and my mother talked, I think it was like two weeks ago, and it was just like we agreed, like, not to do thanksgiving together you know it was just like i haven't been i haven't been home since i think february Mm -hmm. um we definitely have not and guys so you know like home is like you know i live in austin 
home in San Antonio. So it took a 90 minute drive uh, mm-hmm. down there. But, you know, my parents are, um, gosh, if I'm going to be 35 in two weeks, it means my mother is 57. I want to say. still young. Yeah, mother's 57. Uh, my stepfather's in his 60s. Um, and, you know, they're, they're, my mother's as healthy as you can be at that age. Um, but it was just a thing where, even though I'm not around people, like, there was just no reason to create uh, a situation where it would be an issue for either of us. So, you know, we agreed we weren't doing a Thanksgiving thing. My mother cannot not cook, though. <laughs> so, um, she made a bunch of food, mm-hmm. uh, peanut. Like brought it in a box. If you follow me on Instagram or Twitter, like you saw the big unboxing of all the food. But that no, was cool. Beautiful um, sight. We had like a uh, a team meeting uh, with my my job, and my boss was asking about Thanksgiving. I kind of let her know, kind of the same scenario. She's like, oh, "I'm gonna bring you some food." So she bring, bring like a big plate of food, mm-hmm. and then Princess was like, "Yo, uh, can I bring you some food?" I was like, "I got food," but like she brought dessert, and it was, mm. you know, cookies and. Ooh. Banana pudding and everything. I didn't really eat the banana pudding, but yeah. And then we had the pound cake. She brought sweet potato pie. So I'm fat, guys. I'm fat. Fat um, cam in effect. And then, yeah, my mother's care package showed up, like Peanut said. And it was just all the stuff that I like for Thanksgiving. And so that was the weekend. Um, mm-hmm. I got my dog for the weekend. That was really cool. So, um, yeah, it was good seeing Banner again. Yeah, Banner's like, <laughs> so Peanut's known Banner since Banner was like a little pup. Like a little, little pup. Uh, he was actually, one. I actually met him two years ago, Saturday, I want to say. It was mm-hmm. the first time I saw him and he was like a couple of weeks old at that point. His birthday is October 12th, I want to say. So like now he's two. So I remember like the first uh, Christmas, it was just me and him because Faye went to Pakistan for like a month, right? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So it was just me and him, and I was I was off because mm-hmm. my job lets me off for a couple of weeks. So it was just me and him posted up, kicking it, um, and it was like that again. It was really cool. And he's, you know, when you go from like four pounds to like sixty pounds as a dog, but the dog doesn't realize they're sixty pounds. They think they're puppies, so he's jumping all over it. And then you know he sees me, and of course he knows me, and he's super loving with me. He sees Peanut, and it's like seeing like your favorite uncle. Because they just roughhouse immediately. Mm-hmm. He dives on Peanut and Peanut's play fighting him. He's play fighting Peanut. And it, it's beautiful. It really is. Maybe I'll have real kids one day you can play with. Who knows? Duh. Yeah, so. But it was a good weekend, man. Like, kicking it with him. I went two days without seeing a human. Like. That's not bad. Okay. Um, I don't remember the last time I've. De- well, I say that. I probably do that more often than I think. Um. On a holiday weekend. I don't know if I've ever done that. Like two full days without seeing another person. Hmm. Um, but yeah, with Banner, it's just uh, all Banner wants to do is sleep and eat, play with you a little bit, stare at your plate, wonder why he can't get none. He did take a shit in the Trump supporters' lawn, though. Salute to my <laughs> man. <laughs> I was like, good, good boy. Dog. He got like three treats. Yeah, I was like, good boy, right there. Smack dab. Um, so no, that was cool. Um, the new normal, right? Mm-hmm. holidays because christmas i don't think is going to be too different you know like i said my my birthday's in like two weeks um oh, christmas is gonna be so christmas super is, christmas is like three and a half weeks and so I, I don't know i haven't even like thought that far ahead about how to process that um so we talked about our thanksgiving i, I didn't ask you this like hmm. your mother and father spend thanksgiving together mm-hmm. they do all the all the holidays it's like they never divorce it's weird interesting mm-hmm. like even though like they're divorced but they're still super cool and they kick it and you know it's whatever 
I'm not because they're say adults anything. and they're human I'm beings. Not, I'm not gonna say nothing. Yeah, don't say hey, shit. So Let's see what this mic up your ass. So, so, like, what time does he show up for Thanksgiving? Uh, he showed up. I think about thirty minutes before we ate, but he also brought the turkey. So we we're kind of waiting on him. What time did he leave? Oh, I don't know. I was already gone by the time. Oh, so he could have left like 10 minutes after you, mm-hmm. or he could have left three hours after me, or he could have left, he could have cut the grass first, you know, in the morning when the sun's up. You know, <laughs> on 11.30, your Twitter may be like Facebook and say, remembering Seahawk. <laughs> it was just a quick... It's a question. <laughs> Only, I, I don't care. I they're like, grown. I feel like four of us are going to get that joke. But no, I don't cool. care. They're hey, grown. If they I'm, want to bang, they bang. I'm, I'm shit. glad that your parents get along well enough to spend the holidays together. Yeah, generally. they're cool. There's like, whatever. Um. So how did your social media feed look at everybody else's Thanksgiving peanut? Brazy as hell. I'm just like, we're going to be in this shit forever. The pandemic ain't going away. We're gonna we're gonna be in this forever. I because of certain people. Probably the craziest thing I saw. So, me and my barber always joke about one of the guys who goes to the shop. I think we talked about him on the show before. Mm-hmm. Um, who's like out every weekend, like three days a week. Why they let him in the shop? Always on rainy. I I, I think there's we we've had that part of the conversation. Yeah, it's hard to tell people no. It really is. Hell no! I'd be like, get your ass out of here. So, like three days a week, he's out. Peter, I looked at his IG yesterday. He mm-hmm. was at his grandma's house. And I was just like, bro, like, why are you at your grandma's house? You're out three days a week hugging up on white women. Like, that's already bad enough. Yeah. You add in the pandemic. And then you just all in front of your grandma, kicking it. <clears throat> a lot of people decided that tradition was more important than current events um again like two weeks from now like december 11th 12th 13th mm-hmm. this shit's gonna look crazy oh christmas here. be worse than thanksgiving because you know it's christmas yeah they said the hospitals are already to capacity in a lot of places elective surgeries in certain places have totally been shut down yeah even even things as far as like uh i was reading even like shit like for like uh, heart surgeries and like diet like diabetes and like uh, mm-hmm. you know other base you know other care like that they cannot do yeah. like like they're having to choose okay who are we gonna admit to the hospital who are we gonna say hey fuck off you know mm-hmm. good luck I would say you know at that point if you get COVID you need to tell them to fuck off good luck I can't even like I can't even tell people right now like we usually try to get on here and be like yo mm-hmm. stay home if you can stay home like don't go nowhere yeah. I can't even say that right now All I mean I, under- like, I understand that people have to work oh yeah. Yeah, for yeah sure. that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, like, I'm definitely not talking about people that have to work. I'm talking about the people that are like, they're still going to bars, they're still going to clubs, they're still going, you know, here and there, and you know, they're going to concerts and all this other bullshit. And it's like, and the, and then you know, like you know, um, government can't stop me from. Okay, what okay, is the si- what's the science behind posting it on Instagram? Like in a situation where you know, morally, like you shouldn't be doing a thing. Mm-hmm. Why advertise it to everybody? Because they want to show, like, look how cool I am. I'm doing what I want to do. It's my God-given American right. Who wants Disney villain clout? <laughs> like, I don't get everybody it. Everybody does. Uh, everybody does, unfortunately. Like, uh, 
when I went to go take the pup home, you know, I got to go to the domain, right? Mm-hmm. And domain is like where we would always be. Yeah. Was you it know? popping? I don't know because I didn't go that far. I didn't go to the spots we usually go to. You drive by because I miss them so much. No, because <laughs> I would drive by. Just <laughs> That's my point, of... though. Like yeah. I'm just like nah. Like I, I responsibility should trump desire. Yeah, and just a personal responsibility. Like I said earlier, like this whole thing about if it doesn't happen to me, it's not real. It's gonna have us in Fallout Three. Yeah, it really is because people just are not grasping the idea that. Like the individualism is what causes the issue, not the disease. You know no, what it's I mean? funny. It's funny enough you said that because, um, you know, like some of these damn kids, they they have more sense and more, you know, whatever than a lot of these adults. Like, um, so at this last game, um, let's talk about on Friday. And so I was talking with one of my former athletes. He's now a freshman. He's a ball boy, and we're talking. And you know, I was like, "Hey, I go, so and so still playing?" He goes, "Well, he was, but um, you know, he caught he caught it." And then he gave it to his whole family. And, you know, he recovered. He's good. Everybody's recovered. But he decided that he doesn't want to further risk of infecting anybody else. So he just stopped playing. He's going remote. Which, and again, I can understand mm-hmm. that. But it that, sucks it had to go that far. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh-huh. like I said, like he didn't, like he wasn't out and about. Like, you know, he just oh, it just football. happened to him. Yeah, that's what okay. I'm saying. Like, like you know, he's playing football and uh-huh. wherever. Like I said, we can't control where these families are taking their kids. That's just, that's the crappy thing about schools. Like people don't understand uh-huh. is, you know, for the most part, at least. Most of us teachers, like, you know, we're staying home. We're going to school. We go home. You know, the most we go is, like, you know, the damn store. Mm-hmm. You know, we need something. Okay? Um, but we can't control where these or these parents are taking these kids afterwards. We can't, we can't control if they're going to church or if they're going to, you know, this family or if they're going to, uh, to this, you know, sporting event or, you know, whatever. Like, you, you know, we can't control that. We can't tell them, no, nope, we can't go there. Okay, so like I said, who's to say where this kid got it from? But the point is, is like this kid got it, and then his whole family got infected with it. And from what I understood, I, I think like they're like he recovered. He he had it for like almost like a month or whatever. Like you know he was kind of you know hurting for about a month or whatever. But you know he's fine now, kind of thing. But like you know he decided like um, and the parents were like, well, if you want to go back to school and still play, you can. He's like, no, I'm good. Let me just go remote. I won't play football this year because. Because again, you don't know where the, your opponents, you don't know where their parents have been. Yeah, and you know, and like a lot of, at least at the middle school level, like a lot of our opponents, um, the ones that are not in district, they're from areas that you know. I'll say I, I can honestly say that they're low information or, or misinformed, mm-hmm. you know, type communities. And you know, um, one of the la- the last games we played, we, we uh, went to their sites. Everybody's huddled up together. Half the people not even masked up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, seriously? Like, no one's taking this seriously. It, yeah. It's it's gross. It's, um, and just touching again on, like, personal responsibility and people not understanding the severity of issues. Whenever somebody says, like, black people should get over slavery. You know what I really want to tell them? Hmm. Okay, let me take everything you have and make you my slave for a month. Just a month. So I'm going to take everything in your house. I'm going to take what I want. What I don't want, I'll burn or give away. Um, you won't, your job won't hear from you. Your family won't hear from you. Um, the authorities won't know anything about you. Like, we're going to make it a point not to do that. I'm going to keep you for a month. Then a month later, I'm going to let you out. And let's see if you get that same job back. Let's see if you get that house back. Let's see if people respond to you the same. 
Like people love to tell you what to get over and what not to worry about mm-hmm. until it happens to them. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, oh, I didn't know how bad it was. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't realize the damage this would cause and now I have a feel why don't you just believe me the first time? Why don't you just look at what's going on outside of yourself and just ride with that shit? It's like um I mean hell, like it's like same situation. It's like, you know, like you said, people tell you know, people like uh, get over uh, slavery, get over it. Mm. But then if you say, "Hey, nine eleven, get over it," oh, and, th- and that's oh, the, they're, they're the, ready to the American flag that has been burned inside their skull all of a sudden shows up on their forehead. Yeah, never forget, <laughs> never forget. That's what I'm saying, and I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, both both are absolute tragedies. But I'm saying, like, it's not fair to tell one people, "Hey, get over this," and then if you try and like, okay, well, we have to get over this, then get mm-hmm. over that, and then it's like, oh, whoa, 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 like you know, what was the hardest part? The hardest part is. We know people who have had COVID mm-hmm. um, or people who have been around people who have COVID. And even then, they still want to do the same things. Yeah. Like one of my um, one of my friends on my social media was just, t- and you know him too. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how one of his homies got it twice. And this fool still want to be out in the streets. Why? I don't get it, man. I don't get it. You, you know, but it's also a thing where... Um, I think that a lot of people have had to reevaluate what's important to them. I think you and I found out that the things, some things we thought were super important, just weren't as important as we thought, you know? No. And that's, that's a part of life too. Like I, I'm not making any excuse people cause you're still fucking dumbasses. Mm-hmm. You're still absolute selfish idiots with no understanding of, of the things that you do. I think that if if I had a mutant power all of a sudden, anybody who had COVID, I would show them all the people they have infected. <laughs> I would make them look at every single person they infected and who got infected because of that over and over and over again. Um, I, am I saying I would be the devil? I'm sorry. Um, let's Fuck come it. back. <laughs> let's come back and talk about something you and I don't really talk about in tandem. And that's boxing. Okay. The South Congress podcast. Getting pregnant during a pandemic. Listen, um, so (laughs) a lot of times, like we'll be like kicking it at the house, and I'll kind of not force, but I'll kind of turn on like UFC or boxing. You're like, I'm not interested in this. I'm going to be on Twitter. Um, they finally had a boxing event. I think you were invested in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Mike Tyson. And Roy Jones mm-hmm. had an eight-round exhibition. Um, also on that same card, and it was this was held in Los Angeles at the Staples Center, which was outfitted to kind of have this, uh, you know, like WWE does the Thunderdome and uh, NBA does the bubble, outfitted to be like this, and UFC does the Fight Island, mm-hmm. super insulated, high-tech. Uh, kind of shadowy. It looked really small. It's kind of thing like, God damn, they Yeah, they really scaled it down. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, again, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones was a headliner, um, which was a fight that, you know, probably should have happened about 17, 20 years ago. Um, Eight-round exhibition, because I think to get cleared to fight, they had to specify that there weren't going to be knockouts, there wasn't going to be a winner, because both guys are over 50, you know? Yeah. Bernard Hopkins was kind of that sweet spot where they would let you be... Bernard, he was like 46, and they let him fight. But there were all kinds of, okay, clearly you've been fighting regularly. You're clearly this good at it. This and that and the third, right? Mm-hmm. Um, also on the card uh, was uh, 
was Badu Jack versus this McKinnon kid who somehow didn't get knocked out when she got plastered. A really, really good uh, super featherweight fight. Uh, another light heavyweight fight. Oh, like the Gonzalez and Vasquez, man, they that, were they fighting. Were, yeah. they, they were fighting like they were fighting over a girl type shit. One thing that's interesting yeah. about that fight. So that was the the pre show fight. Yeah, that was like that was a good fight. All you, the fights were yeah. really good, to be honest. You wonder if because that was an eight round fight, mm-hmm. they were like, "Yo, we can just go." Like we don't need to conserve energy. Or yeah, anything. we can just go, and whoever lasts is gonna last, and this is all fine. Uh, but I, I, that first fight was really good. I thought. Um, what was it? The uh, the second fight was about Jack and Blake McKernan. Somehow McKernan didn't die. Oh, he, he was lost, taking them shots. He lost 80-72. Badu Jack was all over him. Mm-hmm. And it was funny was he kept shaking his head during the fight. And they were trying to figure out what that was. Like apparently his PTSD from serving in the military causes him to do that. It's like a tick. Yeah. And that, so they were yeah, wondering if it's it, yeah. like him shaking off a hit. He's like, no, that's just what he does. Uh salute to the guy for somehow staying up. I don't know how yeah. he did it. No, yeah, boss, um, man. That uh, Jermaine Ortiz versus Sagawa fight. Apparently, Sagawa's been like he's the guy they call when they need a last minute replacement. Mm-hmm. You could see it because he was good for about two rounds, <laughs> <laughs> and then Ortiz hit him in the stomach, and he went down in that one knee, and then he hit him again, and it was a wrap. Mm-hmm. Um, you just uh, there's a stop. difference between a champion and a contender. They're just different, right? Day. Um, the semi main event. Let's talk about that. So if you guys are roughly our age, um, you know, like the legend of Nate Robinson. So Nate Robinson was a two sport athlete in college, which is so rare to be able to play two sports, Uh, Mm -hmm. was a safety and a guard for the Washington Huskies. Um, Do you have a favorite Washington Huskies alumni? Nope. So I love Jake Locker, even though Jake Locker's white quarterback who got drafted way too high because he's athletic. He was fun to watch in college. My favorite one is, uh, and of course, I, Joe McHale is my favorite one. You know who Joe McHale is? From Talk Soup? Okay. Joe McHale no. from Talk Soup and Community yeah. uh, was a safety at Washington hmm. um, and was huge when they had him playing. And I think he just kind of played in college to play in college. I think he was already at school, and he was like, yeah, I need something to do, so I'm going to play ball. And he was like, I got huge. They were feeding me all the time, had me lifting all the time, already a tall guy. And he was a monster. Um, so, yeah, but Nate Robinson was like, of course he's not Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson was both the number one basketball and football recruit in the country when he was a senior That's in high school. insane, yeah. Yeah, but Nate Robinson is still was good enough to play safety in college in D1. And was drafted into the NBA, right? 5'9", a three-time dunk champion, 43-inch vertical, an absolute monster, um, and could score. Like, it wasn't even just, like, a gimmick. Like, Nate could really play, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Being a Nate got smoked. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Nate Jesus. fought Jake Paul. And if you're our age, like, you know of Jake Paul, but you probably aren't, like, a Jake Paul fan, you know, white, racist, sexist, bigoted, dickhead on YouTube. Believes COVID is a hoax. Yeah, you know, one of those guys. Um, But Jake Paul is from, he's not from our Westlake. He's from the Westlake in Ohio. Mm -hmm. But, you know, a Westlake anywhere is a Westlake everywhere. Yeah, basically. Right? Mm -hmm. So he's from the suburbs. Like, my man, I came up hard. I had to fight for everything. No, you had bread. So he decides he wants to box. Gets really good trainers. I think he trains with Shane Mosley. 
Um, yeah, so him and Nate, they've been talking shit back and forth, I guess. And Nate was like, yo, I'm going to get in there and bust your ass. Jake was like, okay, bet. They went in there. You knew from the first 15 seconds that Nate was in trouble. Nate was fighting like it was fight night. <laughs> in that I'm just going to go for the biggest punch I can. If it doesn't land, I'll hug you. If it does, maybe I'll throw another one. Um, and Jake Paul was just kind of biding his time, biding his time. I think Jake Paul only hit him eight times a whole fight. That's all I needed to do. The ending sequence, I think it was the third round. Uh, do you remember no, what it was? It only lasted the second round, I it think. It was the second round? Yeah, it only lasted two rounds. Okay. Yeah, second round TKO. Mm-hmm. The ending sequence was uh, Jake Paul getting in close, throwing an uppercut to Nate, which I've never seen an uppercut that clean on anybody's chin. My God. And so I think he's already out there. And then Nate lunges forward. I think just by reaction, it's caught with a check hook. And Nate is out cold. Face flat, braid shaking in the air. And of course, he wore <laughs> Nick's trunks and shoes. Yep. They can't help but lose. Um, I'm sure. What do you think, Jake Paul? What was his first text to his homeboys in the group chat? <laughs> can't even say it, can you? No, I cannot say it. What, what? One less nigger. Word to Justin Bieber. I'm sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> He cleaned that man up and it was just clear like, you know, boxing is as much as you might not like somebody. Boxing is not something you can walk in off the street and do, you know, yeah. uh, Rest in peace to Kimbo Slice. That's the first person who showed us, though, because he was outside whooping people in the streets, beating them down, got famous off of it. Mm -hmm. Got in that UFC ring, whole different animal. Got his ass whooped. Brock Lesnar, NCAA wrestling champion Brock Lesnar, did WWE for long enough. Decided he wanted to do UFC, wasn't really ready, and Frank Mir went in there, took that leg out their very first fight. And he got better because he stayed with it, but, yo, boxing ain't something you can just jump in and do, even against a white supremacist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what can I say the internet hasn't already said? You know, it just was what it was, man. Nate, I'm praying for you, brother. Um, I'm not saying you let down the culture, but if the culture felt like you did, we wouldn't have any culture. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what did you think about uh, Tyson and Jones? Uh, it, it was a really good fight. You know, um, Ty- Tyson what was, you know, almost, almost in his, you know, 80s, 90s form. I mean, just the way he was attacking. Uh, the thing that struck out to me the most, or stuck out to me the most, I'm sorry, was that he wasn't tired. He was not winded. Like, and then I have the, well, I don't have my phone on me, but I have a, I have a picture where it's kind of like, you know, the rest in between them and Tyson just kind of looking at him like he still wants to go. And Roy and Jones Roy, is kind of like, mm-hmm. man, like, fuck this. Like, you can even tell, like, like, like uh, during the middle round two, Roy Jones was like, I don't want to be here. Roy realized <laughs> a month ago mm-hmm. that that wasn't really, <laughs> this wasn't a good idea, you know. Yeah. See, Tyson lost 100 pounds for the fight. You know, um, looked to be in great shape, especially if you like. Oh, he looked amazing. He's hey, 54. Looked yeah, um, he looked amazing. Head movement still amazing. Them hands still come. Um, yeah, just just a real fun thing to see. I'm glad they were super safe mm-hmm. afterward. Nobody got hurt. I love how, uh, you know, they're asking Roy if he's OK. And Mike's like, yo, why is nobody asking if I'm OK? <laughs> like Roy fought three years ago. It's been 17 years for me or 15 years for me. Like mm-hmm. ask if I'm OK. Yeah. Care about me, too. Yeah. I, I love like this evolution of Mike Tyson, um, 
not last night, but uh, Friday night after, you know, kind of getting my head into the fight, just like Googling Mike Tyson, um, I found like his hot boxing podcast. Mm-hmm. It's like him and this former uh, NFL O-lineman where they like host a podcast just talking to guys. And Mike is just so insightful. Like you can tell like how much therapy that he's been through. Yeah. Um, you can tell how much weed he smokes too. It's great. <laughs> and for him to just like process information the way he does, to care about the world and to care about fighting and to care about himself the way he does, um, to watch that come together as art, as boxing is, is just something to see, man. Like I, I Mike Tyson um, is was convicted of a crime that I understand people couldn't forgive. I totally get that, right? How I feel about Mike Tyson is not how I expect you to. But for me personally, right, looking at the circumstances of his life, looking at the things he's been through, looking at what he's come back from, um, he is just maybe, you know, outside of uh, like an MLK, who's just a super interesting story. Mike Tyson's one of the most fascinating Americans ever to me. Um, in coming from poverty and dealing with mental health to being on top of the world to falling apart to maybe finding peace to always struggling with that peace like I, I find Mike Tyson just so fascinating and so to see him happy like does good for me you know oh yeah um, yeah no I mean just that interview he was he was like you know I feel alive I feel great mm-hmm. you know it's kind of like you know like boxing gives him life kind of thing and mm-hmm. as much as you know, I love to see him continue to do this kind of stuff. I mean, if he doesn't, absolutely understand. But I mean, I, I wouldn't mind continuing to see him. You know, in these exhibition bouts and let him fight a bunch of fifty-year-olds. I yeah, want to see. That's it. what I'm saying. Yeah, and then finally Jake Paul. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Oh, <laughs> Snuff Jake yeah. Paul. God, yeah, snuff I would, him out. Listen, him listen. As terrible brother. as Jake Paul is, I don't know if he's actually done anything terrible to anybody. I don't wish that on that man. <laughs> Jake Paul. Jake Paul's head will be in the third row, saying like and subscribe. <laughs> so speaking of the third row um what was really interesting about the show to me aesthetically we got like full-on concerts right mm-hmm. like uh i missed wayne's but wayne yg um Wiz khalifa you had french at the beginning that's the first time on a boxing show where i heard pop that pussy bitch three minutes into the show <laughs> i'm a fan <laughs> right um you had Snoop, who, of course, Snoop performed like Snoop hits, but Snoop yeah. was also on commentary during the fight and was very good at it. It was super entertaining. Oh, yeah. He was, it was he's uh, amazing. Snoop, Stylebender, Mauro Ronaldo, if you're familiar with Showtime Boxing or WWE NXT, and, uh, and Sugar Ray Leonard. So, yeah, it was a good mix. Um, yeah, I just think that that live show aspect... Uh, was really cool, and like I'd love to see that like more often out of boxing. Yeah, sure. I love the commentary part. I forgot what they were talking about. I think it was like uh, one of them was like, "Well, this is where it goes." Nah, fuck all that. This is. <laughs> I was laughing. I, like I was it. like, "Yeah, like let's talk more like that, right?" Yeah, exactly. That's the kind of commentary we need. We don't need like this whole like stuffy like you know type of commentary. No, like ha- like I felt like the whole commentary the whole night it was very it was very organic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. People just being themselves, just talking. Yeah, I thought Stylebender was really good being somebody who's like a UFC guy, but mm-hmm. who did used to box. I thought he had really good insight. Mauro does a great job of kind of moving the show along. Uh yeah, just, just all in all, and then Mario Lopez, the Botox God, Mario Lopez. Um, <laughs> Is a very good host of anything that he does. Yeah, and of course Michael Buffer got paid off that oh, one. Ugh. Absolutely, they pay. You know they pay his. They buy a suit when he comes in. 
He don't even pay for the suit. Oh yeah. Yeah, he, he's making money since the early or since the eighties, and then all those WCW main events. It didn't matter getting paid every time. That's right. You know the WCW <laughs> uh, main event announcing. Let's come back and talk about the cost of a recount. Okay. The South Congress podcast. Three million dollars. Damn, I wish I had that kind of scratch on me right now. So imagine you was like, yo, they doing us wrong over here, man. I feel like this election happened. We got a couple of more votes than they said. We got to recount this shit. And you was like, you know what? I agree with you. Fuck the system that's been around forever. Fuck logistics. Fuck the people in place. Like, no, because it's you. I absolutely believe they would cheat you. Because they hate you specifically. You're a rich white man. How could anybody love you? (laughs) Right? Well, a white man in power. How could anybody love you? Everybody hates a white man in power. (sighs) All right, bro. And this is me asking you. Mm -hmm. So if we were to do a recount, right? And I got your back. Mm -hmm. How much money you need to recount? Like, what you thinking? I would think... uh... For a whole state recount, maybe a couple million. What? A couple million? I don't know. Like, like, like dollars? Like, no, tell, tell me exactly how much you need. We go. Let's see what we can do. Hmm. You know what? I'll do it for flap, flap, one dollar. I don't know. Supposed to say three million dollars, being three million dollars. Okay, oh. three million. So if we do it though, like you're sure that we're gonna find out. That the real perpetrators played us, and we're going to win this state, which might mean that we can flip this election, is what you're saying, right? Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know, bro. Three million a lot, but, you know, we got to keep this white supremacy cracking. So, I got your three million. All right. Let's fast forward. Yo, so, um, I heard they did the recount, and, you know, I gave you three million. So, what's the results, Playboy? Well, uh... Joe Biden gained 132 votes. Okay, okay, okay. But but how many? Well, I, I dig that. That happens, you know. But how many did you gain, though? None. Wait, wait, wait. So he gained 132. Mm-hmm. So you telling me that whatever his lead was is now 132 higher? Yeah. Why the fuck did I give you $3 million? Because you're a white man in power. Because <laughs> you're a white man in power. Donald Trump has been playing these people so bad. They spent $3 million on an L. They are 1 in 30. In 1 in 39? Oh, wait. They got a victory? Where? I don't know. But it was like some like local district thing. It wasn't a state thing. Oh. Dog. <laughs> oh, that's a pyramid scheme in itself right oh there. Oh, my God. That's a pyramid scheme right Yo, there. They took these fucking L's so hard. Every day I wake up and tell that man he got cooked. You, you do, and you do a good job of it. I think I even read somewhere an article that a, a donor is, was uh, suing them to get their two and a half million back or something. Yo, <laughs> I wouldn't give them their money back. They're fucking idiots. They keep giving this man money for no reason. You saw Joe Biden said, hey, uh, I'm going to need y'all to give me some money so that we can hurry up and get Trump out of office. Nah, playboy, I can't help you. 
I can't help <laughs> you. Yo, I did, I did my thing. I voted. I got people to vote. You know what I'm saying? You know, we got to wait till January 20th, so be it. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm good. I'm good. That's I waited two this months long. away. Nah, we can, yeah, you can let them people do it that you paying. Like, what the fuck? Like, I think that, you know, our neighbors still have their Trump signs up. They do. Um, boy, the dados come down. I almost went and took them again. Don't do that, man. Was, you might get shot. No, nah, there was no cars there. I was like, yo, we can do this. We can do this. I think I might pay some neighborhood kids to do it for real. Long they don't snitch. Because neighborhood kids are like, they better not tell. It was Mr. Cameron that shut the fuck up, Jorge. <laughs> well, you make sure they don't have a ring over yeah. there. Yeah. I don't know. What do you even buy kids that day? Like, it used to be, I remember one time, this was a long time ago, um, I was at my mother's house for like, it was one of our like Christmas breaks, Thanksgiving breaks, mm-hmm. and I'm at the gas station, and there's like a kid outside his car with his girlfriend, and he's like, excuse me, mister, and I was like, oh, fuck, here we go, right? Mm-hmm. And he was like, do you think you could buy my girl, me and my girlfriend um, a 40 of Four loco?" And I said, kid, Four loco doesn't come in a 40. And he was like, oh, oh, well, I mean, just like like a big one. I was like, I got you. You've bought me liquor when I was underage. So, yeah, but I was like 21. You're like 20. Okay. He was like, he (laughs) was grown. He just wasn't grown enough. There were whiskers. Um, But yeah, so (laughs) hopefully he's taking care of a kid somewhere. That's fine. What was this? This was like 10 years ago. I don't fucking know. Oh. Mm. I think I'm only recently. No, I'm not doing shit for kids nowadays. Fuck them kids. No, because that sounds funny. Because that's kind of like when, uh, like a few months ago, when I was telling you when that, uh, when I was at the gas station getting gas, when uh, this this girl pulled up on me trying to get me to buy her a uh, uh, jewel pot or whatever the hell they are, mm-hmm. and I was like, we named that show the jewel pot. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. I was like, why don't you buy it? You yeah. know, kind of thing. Well, am I? I was like. I go, look, I'm a teacher. I can't yeah, find this I'm shit I'm a crotchety you. old man now. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I can't I'm not do, helping kids do shit. If I've been in college, I've been like, sure, mm-hmm. whatever. But, you know, it's like, I'm a fucking teacher. Yeah. Like, I can't help you. Sorry. I buy you a condom and mouthwash. <laughs> That's all you're getting out of me. Fuck all that. <laughs> yeah, man, but Trump told his, uh, like, the people in his corner that, he doesn't feel like they're going to have the leverage to go to the Supreme Court with this. They're going to have to hold this L. I'm so excited. Like, I'm so hyped to dog his ass every day till the day I die. Um, or he dies. No, I want to die first. I can write it on my tombstone. So I can pass it along to you to carry on the torch. I just want to know it's never going to die. Well, it's going on your followers, I'm okay. No, nah, you don't need them. Oh. They're terrible. Yeah, it's true. They are pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. I'm like probably gonna hit like eight thousand like next week or the week after. You'll hit you'll hit eight thousand. I say by Wednesday. It's I'm at like seventy nine hundred. It's it's weird. It's really strange. I don't know how to. It's a lot of losers out there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to process because like, and we're gonna talk about this kind of at the end of the show. But um, as much as I like having conversations, mm-hmm. um, they can also it can be too heavy. Like it can be too many voices going on at once. Like there's a, I don't follow a thousand people. I don't know if I ever will. Sometimes, the, to be serious, mm-hmm. I'll look at my followers and I'll be like, oh, wow, I'm at like 850 or 900. Let me go back through and see who's on here to see who I don't really talk to and who doesn't really talk to me. Because like too many voices going on at once, I can't deal with it. I hate yeah. it. It's like Travis is like that too. Travis is like, yo, 
um, it used to be with the group chat, like I had to mute it because there was too much conversation going on that I couldn't follow. If I was gone for like three, four hours, I didn't want to go back and look. And of course, this is when we were living like regular lives. We wanted to talk to each other all the time. Now we're forced to talk to each other. And so we don't. <laughs> yeah, that's what's, no, it's, it's funny because and that's when I noticed like when uh before all this shit happened, before the pandemic hit and all that, I remember like. I would I'd be at work and I remember um, and you know from when I get there first period and then going into fourth period and have my conference and lunch I'd have like three hundred something messages mm-hmm. in the group chat I'm like holy shit like they're these are they're going now everybody's been sent to be remote that shit is dry as hell that shit is dry we, as we're hell we're not doing shit that's what I'm saying, saying like, 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 now, now, now you have the time yeah. to talk now we have the time to actually talk and do shit. And I was like, nobody wants to talk. And it's like, oh, okay, I see. Because now you have to work. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's also like, hey, did you see? No, I didn't see shit. Because I wasn't doing shit. I was sitting right here <laughs> at the house. Y'all want to hey, you want to see my light bill? Shit. Oh, we got to check the bill tomorrow. Oh, okay. Sure, yeah. When um, when we come back, um, I want to talk about Clubhouse. Yeah, okay. Um, we'll see what else we get into after that. Yeah, right? absolutely. Back. The South Congress Podcast. The Mickey Mouse Club. Let's talk about Clubhouse. Yeah. Right? Please. Um, Please do. So, a mutual friend of ours sent me an invite. And I actually heard about Clubhouse on a podcast that same week. I was listening to uh, Bamani Jones' show. And him and this kid who works for Bleacher Report doing like these really cool uh, video interviews. Mm-hmm. We're talking about how... Uh, you know, Bo is really quick to like latch on to the things that are cool before everybody knows they're cool. So they were like, yeah, I noticed you were on Clubhouse since like March. I'm like, hmm, what the fuck is Clubhouse, right? So then our mutual friend is like, yo, um, you want to invite to this thing called Clubhouse? And I'm like, yeah. Like, just because like I hear about people I think are interesting being on it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let me get on that. So I signed up for it. One thing about Clubhouse is they want your real name. That's number one. So it's like because it's you can only get on via invite. Um, each person gets like five invites. I think the way it's set up, people are slow to invite people. Like I've only given away one of mine. Okay. Because uh, young Chris wanted to know what it was like. Right. People have been charging like a hundred dollars. God damn! Seriously, trying to flip it for their invites. Right. Wow. I've had people inbox me, but the thing is, like. After I got a feel for it, I was like, I don't know if I want to bring in strangers because I don't want that to be my reputation, right? Yeah. But let me true. explain to y'all kind of what Clubhouse is if you aren't familiar. Clubhouse is an app where there are live conversations going on all the time. Um, a person creates a room, explains the conversation, um, invites a certain amount of people to participate in the conversation with them and then you can jump in as a listener they can invite you to speak um but it's like a seminar right um it's like assembly in school it's like uh, a dissertation in college it's like a live lecture um yeah so that's basically what it is like so for example my first yeah we heard that my first uh <laughs> conversation on Clubhouse was like the worst Twitter conversation ever. What's the worst Twitter conversation? If the man makes all the money, is he allowed to step out if he wants to? Like if he's a sole breadwinner? And you know, 
it was niggas being niggas. And <laughs> it just was, you know what I'm saying? And like there were women who were um who were talking about it. I didn't feel like the conversation really went anywhere, right? Um have we recorded since Jeezy and uh no, Gucci? No. Oh God, right? No. How fucking fun was Jeezy and Gucci? Oh, it was awesome. Oh my god. I, I like every song I was tweeting out lyrics. Like I had so much fun. Like that's so much of my So Icy came out between my sophomore and junior year. Yeah, that was all our college shit in the clubs and everything. So Icy came out when I decided I was not going home that summer to work at SeaWorld and got an apartment with Lee in the summer with Lee and Trish. And Lee and Trish were doing kinky shit like Trish would dress up like a schoolgirl and have pigtails or Lee would pour her a bath. Yeah, they were doing silly shit like that. Um, (laughs) That's the summer that we had the party. And I was. Uh, oh, I remember. Was that Longhorn Landing? Yeah, you were asleep on the floor, and I woke you up to give me a condom so I could smash the white chick. Yeah, that's right. You did that. That was pretty cool. That was the most awkward thing ever. It was my room. It's fine. Yeah, that's true. Um, what a crazy it summer. That's the summer I met Amy. Was it? Yeah, it was oh, the summer right. I met Amy. Um, oh, no, we known her already. No, no, no. I met her that summer. No, not Amy. I'm talking about Amy Gonzalez. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Mexican um, name Amy. Okay, that's the summer that Batman Begins came out, mm-hmm. and that's when you used to, like download movies on like BearShare, and I downloaded Batman Begins. It wasn't Batman Begins, Peanut. What it was, was very it? attractive women in bikinis taking bowel movements on one another. Oh, nice. It was very upsetting. What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but also again, the summer so icy came out. Um, yeah. So I was like, I started like Jeezy and Gucci, and I, I, this isn't that conversation, but just to say. Um, Jeezy's like movement before TM one hundred and one and the whole trap or die, the whole BME thing, the whole that's when they started like really doing rap DVDs. And the first time I heard Air Forces, um, just like Air Forces, is probably my favorite forty five seconds of music. That first forty five seconds of that song is incredible, right? You first heard uh, Gucci Man, Gucci Man had a remix on there, and then. Gucci's like a big part of our college. Like, if we talked mm-hmm. about our college, it would be Jeezy, Gucci, Webby, Soldier Boy, yeah. Lil John, mm-hmm. and that whole sound. Um, of course, scrappy. scrappy, like the whole Trillville movement. Like, that's all. We heard some T-Pain. cut. T Pain. We heard some cut. T Pain, huge. Yeah. We heard some cut so many times in Lee's little dumbass car with screens. Me, That's you, right. and Vanessa riding in the back of the car, watching them goddamn screw. Oh, man. But anyway, <laughs> I say this to say, the second conversation I was in on Clubhouse mm-hmm. was a group of eight women talking about who was going to win between Jeezy and Gucci. And it was just the greatest conversation I've ever heard. It's the first conversation I was invited into, too. They were like, hey, Cameron, like, you want to say something? The first thing I said was like, yo, I've never heard a group of women discuss rap like this. I think at first they took it as like, yo, what you mean? I was like, no, let me like let me clarify, right? Like you guys are really explaining the why, and I've just never been in that conversation. It's not to say women don't do it. This is new for me, and I just like am really interested in what y'all have to say. So it was great. Like that was great. So scheming already. I've told <laughs> I've told you about two clubhouse conversations yeah. that had nothing to do with anybody famous. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Okay. The thing about Clubhouse is the big Clubhouse conversations are started by famous people. Like Bomani Jones, like Joe Budden, like Chasing Cash, 
like uh, Punch from TDE, like Tiffany Haddish, like Kevin Hart. Mm. So Kevin Hart had a new special come out and Kevin Hart got on Clubhouse and started a conversation a couple of days ago that was about like how he doesn't feel appreciated or liked and he feels like once a black man gets to a certain level of success, people want to tear him down and all that. And then I started to kind of realize what Clubhouse was. What is it? Clubhouse is that's my big bro in audio form. <laughs> what do I mean by that's my big bro? Like, you know how you used to go to the club and like, you know, we're from San Antonio, right? Yeah. So we go to the club and like, not that we were at Club Rio, but we know the vibe. Mm-hmm. So like Danny Green walks in, right? Yeah. And your boy, who you like, you're cool with, but you're not really cool with, sees Danny Green and he's like, yo, what's up, big bro? And Danny Green really knows nothing about him or has nothing to do with him. Mm-hmm. But Danny Green might be like, yo, what's up? And then that guy's like, oh, that's my man. Um, whatever he says is cool. And I'm just going to rock with what he says. That's what it is. It's famous person says this. I think that if I agree with them enough or show them enough love, they'll let me under the umbrella. Or if I act enough like them, I'll win too. And people will want to be around me. <laughs> it was a lot of dick riding and agreeing. And yeah. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily for me. Um, it's hilarious to listen to because we were listening to it earlier. There was oh niggas was plotting, yeah, like, on some regular shit. Like, I was uh, like, oh my goodness, like, yeah, what in the hell? It's um, no, I'll say this: a lot of people have been like, "Yo, Clubhouse was better before X, Y, and Z got on it," and I get that. I think the floodgates are starting to open, mm-hmm. even though it's still an invite-only thing. The more people know about it, you know, the crazier it gets. What's the it, first but if people rule? are selling it yeah. like that. First rule of Fight Club, Peanut. Don't talk about Fight Club. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if people are openly advertising, hey, I got these clubhouse invites, this and this, and it's just letting whoever in, yeah. making that money. And I was like, that. I was like, yo, I don't know if I can just invite people I don't know. Because nobody I knew wanted to be in it. Like, when Chris yeah. said it, I was like, yo, of course. Like, you my man. Mm-hmm. But, like, nobody I knew was like, yo, that can help me do the thing that I want to do. You know? Um, I- I'm also like... Like, B. Simone is in Clubhouse. You familiar at all? That sounds very familiar. She was on an episode of Roast Me as, like, one of the uh, the women who checked the Facebook comments. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, but, yes, like, yes, apparently, yes, yes, yes. like, she makes, like, she made, like, a big scrapbook of, like, stuff that she's sold. And apparently she stole that idea from somebody. And she's, like, been trying to manifest to make all kind of bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but she's on there. So a lot of it is your Houston LLC <laughs> it's just uh, well, like I remember the the first time we had out like when you're talking about that uh, if the man makes more money all that shit uh-huh. I was like immediately I was like this is just BK chat but in audio form this is all the yeah. fuck this is it's a lot of projection yeah and, and it's a lot of clout awareness <laughs> clout awareness Jesus. is what it is yeah you know I mean like and not that I've never done anything to get a reaction out of people mm-hmm. like I let me expose this because people don't know, I don't think. You know that I have a friend that whenever like 
there's whenever my man Biz is like, yo, uh, you should text a girl on Twitter this and see what she says. I have a friend who I specifically text because I know she's going to reply with something funny. Mm-hmm. And so then I'll put that on there and never explain it. Right. So the joke this time was, I, I don't know what. It, oh, I can actually pull it out. I'll tell you exactly what the joke was. I think I remember it, yeah. Thanksgiving is great. And I should probably say this. This is a woman that I've never, ever touched, right? This is like somebody who's really just a friend. Okay. Um. So you were supposed to text a girl. Uh, what? Let me see. You're supposed to text her. We should be eating off each other's plates or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. Um. Damn. Oh, yeah. You're supposed to text her, we should be eating off each other's plates. And mm-hmm. see what she said back. She says, then you shouldn't have been eating other bitches' pussies. <laughs> and it was hilarious, right? Yeah. Um, and people were like, damn, you... I was like, I'm down bad. They were like, damn, you fucked up. Or they were like, damn, you still in there. She replied fast. I just laughed at it all the time because it's not real, right? Mm-hmm. But to me, that's not me trying to steal a dollar off nobody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it's a thing that is funny that people are going to enjoy. Like, I'm very self-deprecating. Like, people can make a joke about me to a point, because niggas been wilding out a little bit lately, but you can make a joke about me, and I'm like, okay, that's funny. Yeah, and call him out since you call out that one dude that you had that, that beef with. Who? The the, the one guy. Larry where he, Dallas? No, 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 not oh. him. No, the, the, the one guy that you thought you were cool with, and he tried to slam dunk on you. You're like, hey, man, like, what's going on? And then y'all were just going back and forth, and he was trying to call you like all kind of like. Oh, the gay dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was. Yeah, and that he was, was like, bad. I was never your friend. I, I even read that in like a sassy ass voice too. That was shit. bad because yeah. I think that the issue with that, um, and I don't know his life, right? Oh, I can so assume that was the whole Lizzo thing. Yeah. yeah, I can assume because I mean, he's from Philly. It's a tough city. He has probably dealt with people who. He probably dealt with a lot of straight dudes who were cool until they weren't. Until shit hit the fan, all of a sudden they're not cool. Like, I I don't know that man's life, right? Mm -hmm. But what got me was, like, you can't, you're projecting things on me that absolutely aren't true. Yeah. That was what bothered me. It's not like, Cam, you said this, and I'm taking it out of context. It was, I've never said that. And you decided that's how it was. You know, so, but whatever. He's he's cool. But nah, niggas, niggas get a little too cool sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And okay, I guess. Whatever. But back to the point. The Clubhouse app, um, I think is sustainable. Because I do think there are important enough conversations happening on there to where it can work. I also think that, like for me, I don't like talking on the phone. Like, as much as I love this format, it's literally us getting our thoughts out. Yeah. And then later replying, right? Mm-hmm. Or even if I'm doing an interview, I know the information I want to present, and then I have an idea of what I'm going to get back and where to build from there. I don't just want to like sit on the phone and talk to a bunch of people that I don't know. That's not cool to me. That's kind of fun. I hate talking on the phone. I talk to my mama and like banner on FaceTime. He's a dog. <laughs> he can't say anything back. He just, one eye goes this way, the other one goes this way, <laughs> and he's just looking. Like, I don't want to talk on the fucking phone. I talked to my grandma on the phone. Oh, yeah. How's my dear doing? She's great. Nice. Happy Thanksgiving, my dear. Hey, Absolutely. Pop. Absolutely. Happy belated birthday, Simone. Simone's 20. She's 20? <laughs> We're so old. What? 
we're so old. It yeah. was literally just like yesterday when she was like yay feet mm-hmm. tall, like oh, yeah, three years a, old. And she's shit. a sophomore at Howard, so what? Yeah, or Georgetown. She's in Georgetown? No, Howard. Howard, I'm sorry. Howard? So yeah, she's 20. We still need a uh No we don't. No we no never go. No 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 no. Um everybody said you're gonna hit her up to uh get the sweaters. Oh yeah, yeah, hoodies, we do yeah. need to do that for sure. Howard hoodies, yeah. Um Howard Bison. Yeah, but yeah, um Beautiful campus, by the way. I don't think that for for people like me, I think the difficulty is going to be maybe if I'm hosting a conversation that I have information on, it'll be cool. But he does not have a woman here. No. Oh, okay. I thought I heard I, snoring. I was like, Oh, I thought you were imagining. I was like, No, you're projecting. That's <laughs> that's PlayStation. Um, yeah, no, I don't. I don't know if that's necessarily going to. I don't know how it can blow up because the only way a thing like that could be super successful is if everybody's on it or people are paying money to use it. Like those are the two things that have to happen. Mm-hmm. If you can charge for a conversation, I think it works. Um, charging for a conversation is difficult. Yeah, because a lot of people mm-hmm. will be like, I ain't paying for a fucking conversation. Mm-hmm. Before we get out of here, anything else you want to discuss? Uh, yeah. Want to discuss, uh, our setup for in two weeks from so here's the funny thing you keep talking about two weeks so guys like i'll be today's the 29th that we're recording it mm-hmm. um so that means i in 16 days i'll be 35 wow what an accomplishment don't y'all talk shit to him because i'm 36 and i'll fight y'all people keep telling me i'm 72 um i haven't told him because i haven't told you 82. this peanut but mm-hmm. like i didn't really plan on Having people around for my birthday on that nine for Saturday, I oh, was fine kind of well. No, I know you don't have a problem with it. Yeah. I was kind of back and forth. Um, I was thinking of maybe like getting away, like oh. not far, but just like going to like a hotel for a night and just kind of vibing out. Oh, that's maybe good. ingesting something and just you know being in a zone. Mm. I don't know though. Um, if we that should happen, if you did that. Yeah, I can do it anytime. I mean, if we should happen to have a small gathering of less than 10 people. Um, let's see. How would we go about that? Temperature checks. Temperature checks. Gloves. I like gloves. Uh, you mean like flavored gloves or... The glove with the with the button at the end, so it. Mm, yeah, that one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, disposable cups. I like disposable cups. Plenty of water. I like it when it's wet. Me too. Um. Yeah, that's about it. Okay. Hmm. 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 Maybe some milk. I don't know. A little bit of milk? Yeah. Hmm. A little eggnog? Hmm. We need like a rule. We need like a motto. We do. Hmm. If you ain't thick, you can't sit. I think I like that one. If you... (laughs) That is pretty funny. I don't know. I don't know. We'll brainstorm it. I, um... I don't know. I'm... 
Will Mosley, if you're listening to this, you can't if, come. Yes, you can. You can't come. You'll be the first one that gets an invite. That was like you the get the most, VIP no. treatment, whatever you that need. That was the most fun whatever thing you ever. Need, my man, I got I you. I would never do that again. No, of course, that you need to do that so again. So fun. That was hilarious. It was great. I don't like being in a room where I can't make fun of somebody back. You can't make fun of him. Back. I wouldn't risk it though. Why? I know, but that's <laughs> no, <laughs> like you don't have like your actual comedian friend come through and say mean things about you when you can't even. Nah, I, I, I got nothing, man. The last time I saw him, um, it was after that. He was like in town, and he came to my office, and we had tacos, and it was great. That's cool. I don't want to ruin that moment by being made fun of again. Um, he said he'd come through. I don't care. I will. I'll invite him. I'm calling the police. <laughs> Preemptively, <laughs> there is a chocolate tone man. Wow, who is oh. over over six feet tall, who is at my house telling jokes. Oh, I know you guys don't like that. He's not little like Kevin Hart. <laughs> so yeah, take care of this. Um, but nah, man. Um, we'll, we'll figure it out. I think that the, the thing with me right now is um. And we talk about this on the show, like, I spend a lot of time alone, more so than I ever really have. Um, And sometimes, even when you're in your own head, even when you are not dialed into the pulse of the world, Mm -hmm. even when you think about the things that are fun, they are still kind of internalized, you know? Like, I would love for it to be like, I look out a hotel window and it's snowing, you know, without having to get on a plane. That'd be great. Um, um, we can set up a Hallmark movie if you want. Just have artificial snow out the window. Yeah, we can have um, that. But no, we'll figure it out. Um, Peanut just wants to see the thotties. Not that I know them, but Peanut just wants to see them. Notice I, how there was no comment. No, he just well, no, no, his no, it's not that. I, I just figured you were going to have something. No, of course, because that's what we always do, right? Yeah. Like, like that. it is tradition. But it was um, different this year, absolutely. Understand. If there was ever a year to break tradition. See, now I'm going to do it just to make you happy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if we break tradition, that's fine. I'm fine with that, too. Guys, um, all jokes aside, uh, it would still be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Are you going to invite what's her name? Yeah, of course. That's not who I meant. What the hell? <laughs> Rhymes with pal. No, it's God, a no. South Congress podcast. Why? Episode. Why the hell would you do that? <laughs> I wouldn't. That's why I asked you. What? Why would I do that? I don't know your heart. I don't know yours either. Doctor says it's strong. Maybe a bit less salt. It's a South Congress <laughs> podcast, episode one twenty four. My name is Cameron, and I'm Tristan, and we're out. Bye. Want to support the show? Want a specific topic, comic, show, or movie discussed? Supporting the South Congress podcast on Patreon allows you to dictate the conversation. Visit patreon.com slash Seahawk for details on how you can support and guide the show.